What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about Pokemon Legends Arceus. And that's how I'm going to say it. I don't care. Arceus. 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 Okay. Yeah. Developed by Game Freak, published by Nintendo. I remember specifically saying to you when we first heard this coming out that I was like, this is the Pokemon game that I've been waiting for. Yep. I want an open world Pokemon where I can go around. I can catch what Pokemon I want and use them to go and do all this stuff. So I was actually very contrary to my normal being very excited for a Pokemon game for once in my life. Yep. Because Pokemon was a thing that, yeah, while Everyone around me I knew was getting into it, some more than others, admittedly. But a lot of people my age were super into Pokemon. You know, it it had come out on the Game Boy where people were playing it on that. And then just all the different iterations. When the original Pokemon Snap came out on the 64, a couple of my friends back in the day lost their mind. I never understood it. I was a Yu-Gi-Oh guy myself. That, okay. That to me just was seemed so much cooler because you had these cards that you played in a virtual reality simulation that everything came to life that just looked super cool to me yeah you know and yeah pokemon with and like and then the thing was that they boasted oh there's 50 oh there's a hundred there's 300 different pokemon and i'm like does there need to be that many like I just, I didn't understand it. So, yeah, I mean, Pokemon Snap, you and I yeah. played that when it was the new Pokemon Snap. And I was like, oh, no, because the thing that has always bothered me about Pokemon is that it seems like everything is about filling out your Pokedex. Like, that's like the thing that is always consistent throughout the games. <laughs> Yes and no. That's not how it started, though. No, that I know. Like, so when Red and Blue came out in the States, I believe it was, like, Green and Red in Japan. Um, but when Red and Blue came out, we're lock looking at, what, like, over 25 years ago? Yeah. Um, The whole big thing about it was, here's this game about a 10-year-old kid who goes and captures Pokemon... And then uses them to battle across the world, right? And mm -hmm. train them up, evolve them into stronger monsters, and collects gym badges and basically becomes like the Pokemon master. And <clears throat> a part of that was catching, gotta catch them all, right? Like that's that's always been the the theme of it was gotta catch them all. But with red and blue, way back when. In order to get all of them, you actually had to have a level of cooperation with somebody who had the diff the different game than what you had. Right? right. So if you had red and I had blue, we had to work together because there were Pokemon in my game that weren't in your game. Right. Storylines were the <clears throat> same, but there was small variations in Pokemon. So like one of them was Caterpie and Weedle. Right. Mm -hmm. In order for you to have Weedle and Red, you would have to trade me. And but it was nice because it was like, well, I don't have Caterpie. You don't have Weedle. So let's trade them. Right. Right. And it was kind of that that clean trade. They were both bug Pokemon. We're both getting kind of the same thing. But it's, uh, you know, we're completing out our Pokédex. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you have like the legendary monsters and 
in that game, it was the three legendary birds, and then you have Mewtwo. And so both versions of the game had those, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like you beat the games, you get the legendary monsters, you finish out the Pokédex, and you're good to go. I enjoyed it a lot for that aspect because... Even back then, when I was 10 years old, I was a completionist. Mm -hmm. Like, I was a collector. And here's something where not only did I have to collect them, but in order to truly get all of them, I had to fight with them. I had to level them. I had to make them stronger so that they would evolve into the next form. Yeah. Right? But it was just kind of one of those, like, this is cool. This is awesome. But as new iterations of the game came out, I did not maintain my passion for it. (laughs) I didn't. Because as you said, like the original game has 150 Pokemon in it. Some will say 151. Because even back then, right, the way that they spell Mewtwo is M-E-W-T-W-O. Right. One word. So people were like, well, if this is two, where's one? Where's just Mew? (laughs) Where's Mew? And, like, it's funny because, like, I'll talk to some of my, like, younger relatives about Pokemon. And I'll tell them, like, when I was a kid, there was no internet. There was no, well, let me look on on the internet to see how to get this one Pokemon. Mm -hmm. It was all word of mouth stuff. So when, like, the legend of Mew was spreading around the schoolyard, (laughs) right? Yeah. Which there is. There's stuff in the game that talks about Mew, the legend of Mew, right? The myth of Mew. Um, on one of these like weird islands, there's a truck parked on it, right? And one of the things was you had to play the games between the hours of 11 and 1 o'clock, and all you're doing is walking around this truck. And you do so many steps around this truck, and it was all random for every single game, and then a Mew would pop out and attack you. And I remember spending days (laughs) walking around this truck to try and get Mew to pop out and attack me, right? Mm. And, of course, it was fucking false. No, that's not how you got him, right? Like, I think that Pokemon and Nintendo did a a little thing of, like, um, you entered a contest, and if you got... uh, if you won the contest, if you were one of the selected winners, which was like 150,000 or whatever people mm. you mailed in your game cartridge and they put Mew on it and then <laughs> mailed it back to you. Nice. Yeah. The problem was Mew was already in the game code. We know this now with data mining, but we didn't know how to access him. Right. So all they really did was just like, access him you know mm, yeah. <laughs> again then boom he's in your pokedex but it was still a fun game and i really enjoyed it i then no longer played any other iteration of that game like all of the other ones that you have pearl and sapphire and all that other stuff i i did not play pokemon for a really long time after that because i i got into Yu-Gi-Oh as well mm. and i i Pokemon just no longer captivated my interest in that way. Yeah. But as I've gotten older and in all honesty, meeting my wife, Pokemon has kind of come back into the flow. Right. Yeah. Like the reason why we did the Pokemon snap game is because Pokemon snap. I I think there were like two other versions of the game 
to to like I don't know what they call them in the Pokemon community, but like you had red and blue and then you had like pearl and sapphire and all that other shit. Like it was like we were three deep into those sets of games and we had Pokemon Snap on the N64. But Pokemon Snap only focused on the Pokemon from red and blue. Mm. They didn't really incorporate the Pokemon from the other series quite yet. So, like, I really enjoyed that because here are the Pokemon that I know. Like, I used to be able to rattle off all 151 Pokemon to you. No problems. Mm. In the show, they're like, who's that Pokemon? I was like, fuck, that's bent. I I know them. I I knew them all. And I still do. There's a part of me that, like, even when I see them, I'm like, oh, that's Chansey. Duh. I got it. That's I, I know that, you know, but then you get into like the newer gens right. and I'm like, I have no fucking clue who that Pokemon is like no idea, you know? Yeah. But meeting her, I kind of got back into it and I was kind of, you know, I've, I've been doing a lot more with it, but Arceus was Arceus for me was the, this is what I wanted from my 10 year old self, a Pokemon game to be. I'm, mm. I'm wandering around a world and I'm because like we had the, the um, anime mm. coming out at the same time. Right. And you have like Ash and then like the very first episode, Ash gets Pikachu, which in red and blue, you could not Pikachu was not an option to get as a starter. Mm-hmm. And he's writing and Pikachu refuses to fight a Pidgey. And so Ash just throws a Pokeball at the Pidgey. And the Pidgey's like, fuck you. And his Pokedex is like, normally you have to weaken them in battle to be able to catch them and everything like that. And I was like, but how cool would that be? You know, like just going out in the world and like, oh my God, there's a Pokemon. And now I have it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then there was, like, in the anime as well, like, you would get into Pokemon battles, and one of them would be like, well, use Vine Whip, and he would tell Pikachu, dodge it, and Pikachu would dodge it. And I was like, you can't do that in the game. Yeah. Like, there is no dodge ability, you know, with a follow, like, a counter attack. Like, that would be kind of cool. But even as a 10-year-old, Self, I was like, but that's almost damn near impossible to program into a Pokemon game, you know? Yeah. Um, especially at the time period, because Pokemon Red and Black and White, that was the that was the Game Boy. It was the brick, and it was <laughs> black and white, you know. Um, so like this to me was like the first step in that direction. Now we have an open world esque game. Mm-hmm. The way they marketed it was open world. 100% it was open world. And I thought it was. Yeah. Um, But you have an open world game that you get to travel around and you get to try and capture Pokemon. And if you don't, like, you can battle them or you can just run the fuck away. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I really love it. I'm excited about this. I want to play this. Right. So I was super excited about it Mm -hmm. from the launch. From like the, hey, this is what's coming out. I was like, yes fucking yes it's about damn time it yeah and so i i was amped from the Mm -hmm. very first sight of it to to play this game and after playing it i gotta say like i would recommend it to people who were on the fence about pokemon Mm. because here's my thing okay if you didn't like if you didn't play pokemon because of the way that most pokemon games were 
like how they are where you you go you battle a pokemon you try and capture it and then you go and do gym battles and all that other stuff that's not this game right this game is literally you go out into the world and you're looking at pokemon and there's a storyline behind it and there are pokemon battles but it's more along the lines of living in the world and capturing pokemon and seeing how because it takes place way long ago right seeing how those pokemon then start becoming partners not just tools but partners in this world mm-hmm. right and it, it was kind of nice to to see that whole thing kind of build out that way right um but the game dynamics are different. I'm not running on a set path. I'm not just having to walk through the tall grass. Like I'm, I'm they're there. They're just out there living their lives. And I throw a ball at them and disrupt it. And I love it. <laughs> like, so I do, I, I would recommend it to those who were kind of on the fence about playing a Pokemon game to see what, what it is, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, no, I did not walk away from this feeling satisfied or anything like that. When I think about it, the only thing I can really, really say is that I bet that this game is a Pokemon fans, like just absolute dream. But if you even remotely are a, like play video games then it's going to leave you so disappointed. I don't know about that. I I don't know. I think it's what you were wanting to get out of it. Like, what kind of video games do you play? You know what I mean? Right. Like, if this is a, if you're looking for, like, an action-adventure game, this is not the game. No. If you're looking for a collectum game, this is kind of more of that game. If you're looking for more of an achievement game, this is that game. If you're looking for, uh, go ahead. I was going to say the, the problem is that everything outside of doing that in this game just to me felt flat and we'll, uh, we'll get, we can get more into it because I mean, maybe. really, really the plot is a five minute plot. Like we're yeah, going to yeah. get through, we're going to get through the plot really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And so we can get into it, but like, so it's not something that you would go play this. Let me this way. I did did not tell my fiance that she should play this. She saw me playing this and literally her words were like, you look so bored. You might fall asleep, which is why I'm like, I think about, we have a, a mutual friend whose daughter is in love with Pokemon. Yes. I bet she played the shit out of this and I bet she loved every second of it. I can speak on that because this mutual friend's daughter is my cousin. Well, I didn't want to. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but for somebody, for somebody who's not that obsessed with Pokemon, this game doesn't ha- offer a lot to people. So my statement would be you play Subnautica for what reason? I play Subnautica because I feel comfortable and relaxed. It's mindless for when, you. Not mindless. When I'm in water, like being in on a water planet, swimming around underwater, yeah. swimming through all the different biomes, it that to me relaxes me. Like, but I, isn't that a way mindless? Like, you know what you're doing in that game. You I, don't have to put a whole lot of thought in it at this point anymore. You're not, you're not 
puzzle solving. You're, right. you're not like mind crunching numbers here. You're 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 relaxed. Okay, in, in that context, then yeah, I'll say I'll, I'll I'll say yeah. It's it is mindless for for me. And I think for a lot of people, that's what this is. Yeah, you are walking around a world, coming upon different biomes. Mm-hmm that carry different Pokemon doing different things. And you can sit like crouched in the tall grass and just kind of watch them a little bit, walking around, doing their little thing and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you start throwing Pokeballs at them. And they're like, I know that there's a psychological trigger to the, the noises, right? The click that it makes when you hit the Pokemon and it pops open the Pokeball, the sound that it makes when it closes, the little firecracker little animation in firecracker yeah. when the you catch them, the little firecracker that goes off when you caught it. Like none of those noises are aggressive; they're very soothing. Like if you just take those noises of themselves, the tones and everything, they're soothing. It's a it's a soothing thing, and then. To know on top of that, like, you're achieving something by doing that, right? Like, there is a, um, I hate to put it this way, sense of pleasure Mm -hmm. that you can just get on a base level from it. For a lot of people, we look at video games as, what's the goal? What's the purpose? What am I going to do next? Where's my big bad? Where, you know, like, I want to keep moving forward in the storyline. I want to, and this is not one of those. This is, uh, like, one of the things that I've read is people spending hundreds of hours in the first area of this game. Hundreds of hours just catching the Pokemon in the first area of this game. Not pushing through the storyline, not getting more things, just catching the, and I'm like, for those type of people, right. this game's amazing. And my question to you on that would be, that pool of people, how many of them are huge Pokemon fans? Like, what is the percentage of people that are not Pokemon fans? And that's kind of what I mean. You know, and it's, it, you know, it's impossible to answer Absolutely. that question. But I do know, like, I have some friends that aren't Pokemon fans that did enjoy this game. Mm-hmm. I know uh, one of them, like, shocked the hell out of me. That mutual friend mm-hmm. who's never played a Pokemon game in his life yeah. loves this game. Now, did he play it or did he watch somebody play it? No, he's playing. Okay. That's why I said I can speak a little bit more on okay. this because my cousin, right, she's mad because <laughs> she hasn't actually been able to put a whole lot of time into this game. Oh, because he's been playing he's been, it. <laughs> That's kind of funny. It is kind of funny. And I was like, well, why don't you just, then just go out and buy your own copy? Yeah. And she's like, I did. <laughs> he took it. <laughs> like, he's playing it. It's it's not a it's not a me thing. He saw her playing it and went, oh, that looks interesting. And he started playing it. And he loves it. Now, I haven't spoken to him directly, but... He's never played a fucking Pokemon game in his life. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. He is not a Pokemon fan. No. And he loves this game. So there are people out there that this could bring them to the franchise. And that's where I think the pluses of this game are. Yeah. Is those people who are like, ah, oh, fucking Pokemon. I don't want to play Pokemon. And then they play this game and like, oh, this is Pokemon. I feel like it's deceptive because no, 
No, it is not. <laughs> this is not Pokemon game. It is, but this is not Pokemon in the sense of what every other Pokemon game before it has been. This goes out way outside of that <clears throat> type of zone. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, that, and that, was, that was supposed to be the point of it, was that it was supposed to be a different take on it. It was supposed to be you know, a new way of, of going into the Pokemon universe, which is why I was personally excited for it. I was yeah. really looking forward. Well, and they've kind of screwed themselves. Yeah. In my personal opinion, they've screwed themselves because if they don't continue this forward, <sighs> you're going to, but it looks like they have, they've already announced the next two games, uh, Sapphire and Violet. Mm. Or, um, I was like, didn't they already have a Sapphire? No, not Sapphire. It's, it's Violet and uh, Scarlet, Scarlet and Violet. Mm. Like they're just using different words for the same colors. Correct. I mean, and I know that red and scarlet are different colors, but whatever, you know what I mean. It's that, yeah. It's all shades of red. It's all shades of red, buddy. Um, but like so, but it looks to be open world mm-hmm. like this is, where you can go and capture the Pokemon and everything like that. So it does look like they're going to continue on with this. I think this was their like beta test yeah. to see like, well, are our fans going to well receive this? Mm. And I, I do, I can see where you're coming from. I do think if you're already a pre-existing Pokemon fan, play this game. If you play haven't it. hands down, play this game. Yeah. Um, It's broken records, like sales records as like the most bought game. <laughs> there hasn't been a game that's been hard to find in like 10 years because it was just selling so quickly and this one was that like this is like she said because she didn't pre-order it it took her a month to find a copy of the game that wasn't out like outrageously priced you know i don't know why are people still buying physical copies download it because some people like physical copies i guess so but uh yeah like so there's that but Let's get into the the synopsis of this thing. Uh, okay, so like I said, real freaking quick plot. So here's your here's your spoiler warning. Boop. Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. Okay, so the game starts off. You are a, just floating in space to a disembodied voice. This is Arceus. Arceus. Okay. Um, and basically tells you, hey, you're being sent to a world and you have to collect all the Pokemon in this region called Hisu. His H-I-S-U-I. Good luck. Hisu. Yeah, I'm Hisu. going with it. Hisu. <clears throat> um, then you are basically f- flung from a space-time rift over a mountain and somehow miraculously land, no worse for wear, on a beach. I'm trying I'm trying not to let my opinion bleed over into this. I'm finding it very difficult. Again, I want to point out this game is made for 10-year-olds. I I understand. Okay. I understand. Okay. Okay. Um so you wake up on the beach where a, a Pokemon research professor named Laventon um brings you to the local nearby village. And then from there, you get recruited into the Survey Corps. And basically what you are tasked with is coincidentally the same thing that Arceus told you to do. Just go around and capture all the Pokemon and you fill out your Pokedex. They want to build an entire Pokedex. So in this world, a Pokedex is not something that they exist. They do not understand and comprehend the full capabilities 
of all the Pokemon, let alone how many types of Pokemon there are out there. They have no idea. And as they are trying to capture them, the problem that they're having is capturing Pokemon is a fairly new technology mm -hmm. that they have. And so they're, they're, a lot of their core members are getting injured in trying to do this because Pokemon fucking hurt. Like, if you get electrocuted, it hurts. <laughs> like, and so you show an innate ability to do so, to, like, capture Pokemon and avoid getting damaged and all that. So they kind of are like, hey, you, you could be our chance of actually completing a Pokedex. Right. Because for some reason, you're the stalwart hero of the land because you're the protagonist. Hell yeah. <laughs> so the space-time rift is... And if I wasn't, I wouldn't want to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> the space-time rift also is um, uh, basically causing several other Pokemon to like power up to these what they call noble versions, um, which are... <clears throat> Rampaging chaos. Yeah, they they're um, they're venerated by the local Diamond and Pearl clans, turning berserk, and basically you have to go and like calm them down. Yeah, and yeah. So after you defeat five noble Pokemon, instead of calming down like everybody expected it to, the space time rift gets worse. So, obviously, because you came from it, you're blamed and you're banished from the village and forced to travel the region again to address the cause of the rift. Now you are either working with either Diamond or, po or, Diamond or Pokemon, Diamond or Pearl clans, and under the care of a, of a researcher of myths called Kojita, Kojita, C-O-G-I-T-A. Okay. Kojita. Um, you end up traveling to the three major lakes of the region and encounter the Legi Pokemon there. Um, once you pass their trials, you then have the material to craft something called the Red Chain, which is needed to stop the rift. After you defeat the Galaxy Team's leader, which, you know, again, spoiler warning, it happens, <laughs> um, you reach the peak of Mount Coronet and at the center, that's at the center of the region. Depending on the clan that you chose to work with, again, either Diamond or Pearl, um, somebody appears, breaks the red chain, and is caught uh, and is caught by the player before their enraged counterpart emerges. So then you have to use the fragments of the red chain, a special Pokeball capable of capturing the other legendary Pokemon, and the play, and then you successfully battle and capture it, sealing the space-time rift. Yes. Okay. Then in the post-game. Then you team up with this guy who has shown up throughout the game, Volo, um, who's a member of the, the Ginkgo Guild merchant group. And you seek out uh, all of the plates associated to Arceus. Um, Which you, you've been collecting throughout the game. Mm, um, <clears throat> you, uh, you can encounter a number of other legendary Pokemon, each one holding a plate. Going to the temple again... Um, for the last plate, Volo betrays you and attempts to seal the plates to draw Arceus out. <clears throat> um, then he reveals himself to be allied with Giratina. Giratina. Giratina? Yep. I'm going to go ahead. So this is the other thing, right? I mean, it's a Pokemon game, lots of reading, no, no voices. No voice dialogue. <clears throat> um, 
So he's allied with Giratina to open the space-time rift and failed attempt to drive out Arceus, sending the legendary caught at the end of the game mad. The player defeats both Volo and Giratina, securing the plates and transforming the player's flute item into the Azure flute. Once all other Pokemon <clears throat> have been captured, the player can play the Azure flute at the temple to encounter Arceus. That is, like I said, your five-minute plot, right? Yeah. So, again, the story is not really at the forefront here because what happens is it starts off with them saying, go out into the wild and fill out your Pokedex. And this is where one of my first complaints comes in. And I understand the difference of play styles and ideas, but like, I don't want to have to capture 25 of starlets or startly. You know, and I don't want to have to evolve three of them because this is the other thing. And maybe this is my not understanding how Pokemon works. But why is it <clears throat> that I have a I had a Ponya. Ponyta. That one. Sure. <clears throat> this is going to happen a lot, man. It's all right. I got you. <laughs> um, I had one of those. I used it all the time. Yeah. I loved that little freaking horse. Never once evolved. But my stupid Startly that I had in like my little sixth slot of my available Pokemon to use during battles, I didn't use them at all. They were evolving all the time. So it's called XP Share. Mm -hmm. It was introduced in one like Gen 5 or Gen 6 of Pokemon that any Pokemon in your party get a share of the experience that you earn from battles or capturing, in this case, capturing and other stuff like that. So it all depends on the level, right? Mm -hmm. I think in this game, Ponyta levels at level 36. Starly levels at level 12. Yeah. Like, what? And, and it, it, it's, it's literally just the difference in the Pokemon, the way they are. One of the big things that you can tell to help you with this is, and it, it, there's some background knowledge that I have, of course. <laughs> I love how every sentence you've said, you just keep rolling your eyes of like, it's, you're you're like, Jesus, if you're not into this, you're not going to know this shit. I know. I'm, I'm realizing there's a lot that I know <laughs> because I, I used to play it, right? Mm -hmm. So you have some pe Pokemon that evolve three times, some Pokemon that evolve twice. Um, and then like have three evolutions, I should say, and two evolutions. You have your base form and then one evolution, or then you have your base form and two others, right? Right. And then you have some that evolve through like stones or certain spots. So like in the first area, did you ever encounter the mossy rock? No. There's a part of the island towards the end where the, the big... Your, your mythical mon or heroic noble monster is mm -hmm. noble Pokemon is if you travel east from there onto the little peninsula, there's a spot where you see like this big moss color covered boulder. Mm -hmm. And there's like a, like it's a clearly defined circle that the trees do not grow in close to it. And if you get close to the boulder and you interact with it, you're like, you feel something special from this mossy rock. Right. If you approach that rock with an Eevee, it allows you to evolve your Eevee because Eevee either needs a stone or a location to evolve. And that's the place to evolve it into Leafeon, which is the grass type version of Eevee. Mm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so Pokemon that have two evolutions tend to evolve to the second evolution earlier so 
Starly, right, mm -hmm. has two evolutions. So the first one will normally happen in between ten levels 10 and 20. The second one will happen in between levels 30 and 40. But if you only have one evolution, like Ponyta has, it evolves into Rapidash. It's going to be later on, probably somewhere between level 30 and 50. That's just how they've always done it. But they tend to be stronger Pokemon. Well, I shouldn't say that out loud because <laughs> there's arguments on it. But in my opinion, they yeah. like because they only evolve one time. They they seem to be stronger, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So like that's where it's coming from. You caught a Ponyta. You were using the Ponyta, but the Ponyta only evolves until like level. It takes level 36 or something to evolve it. And that's because it's so much later because mm. it only has the one other evolution. Where if they have multiple evolutions, you're going to encounter that first one pretty early on. And then on top of it, just the way Pokemon games are developed, any of those Pokemon that you encounter in the first area that definitely have multiple evolutions, they evolve super early. Yeah. So Starly evolves super early. Like, as I said, level 12, I think, is when it start, evolves into its next form. And then the next one after that's in, like, its 20s. Mm -hmm. And it's like, holy shit. You know, they just bam, bam, evolve yeah. really quick. <laughs> Same with Shinx. Is that the little blue one? The little blue one that looks like a little lion. Yeah. Yeah. Its evolution is pretty early, too, because it has uh, Luxion and then Luxor, mm -hmm. which is, you know, basically just a really big electric lion <laughs> um and so its first evolution happens pretty early you know it, yeah like they now i i will say in this game they messed with the evolution levels did they yeah because like again playing the games as much as i did eventually you start learning this like this pokemon will evolve at this level mm. right where like Starly, I think the first evolution normally takes place at level 16. They dropped it to level 12. Got it. And the next evolution normally takes place at level 36. And they, I think they put it at 28, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, they dropped the levels to evolve that Pokemon. And they messed with some of those mechanics and everything. And, well, fine, whatever you do, you. It's it's your game. Yeah. But I, it, I know that was one of the things that I was reading where it was like, this really fucked me up because I was expecting to be able to evolve my Pokemon at this level, but it didn't happen until this level because they went the opposite way with some of the Pokemon as well. Where like some Pokemon originally evolved at level 30 and now they're evolving at level like 46 <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm, they they did it. And I, I don't mind that aspect of it. I don't mind the XP share aspect of it. But that's where I think, again, it's a difference in play style. I know a lot of people are like you. They have one Pokemon. That is the Pokemon they always fight with. That is the Pokemon they're using for everything, right? So mm. that Pokemon's ungodly powerful. But the other five Pokemon in their party, they're using to accomplish those achievements, the evolve three of them. So they have three Starlies just chilling in their, their, you know, right thing waiting to evolve. Right. Just yeah. 
XP sharing them to get to a level to evolve them to achieve that accomplishment in the Pokédex. Yeah. And 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 going back to my point was that I like that felt like such a shopping list. Like that was so daunting because you have to fill out the Pokédex to get stars. The stars increase your level or your badges or you fill in the vernacular, right? Your rank. <clears throat> yeah, it increases your rank and when your rank increases it, it unlocks items and unlocks um, other little abilities. Yeah, like Pokemons of a specific level are more likely to listen to you. So, like, you have to do this. So that 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 is something that I did wonder about in the game, though. Because in the original Pokemon games, mm-hmm. right, your first badge, until you get your first badge, Pokemon under the level uh, 20 will listen to you no problem without the first badge. Mm-hmm. But if you start getting to Pokemon level 20 or higher that you'll like tell them like use spark yeah and they'll just be like they yawn at you Mm. and they just don't do it they don't respect you so therefore they don't follow your commands yeah right but in those games in order to get them to continue to follow your commands you get badges so you fight the gym leaders you get badges and when you get the badges the the gym leader will tell you this will now give you the ability for Pokemon under the level 40 to listen to you. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I like that. That, but that was their way of doing that in this game because there are no gym battles. There are no badges. There are no, you know what I mean? Like that was their, their way of going. Don't overpower your Pokemon without getting these stars because then you don't, have a way to control them right so if you want to if you want to just do what i wanted to do which was go and get an assortment of pokemon i had a fire one because i had the horse yeah i had the blue electric lion i had one of the otters okay you know i was like i want to have i had one of the rock guys geo dude yeah and the blue otter the, the the otter thing i can't remember its name because it's one of the later gens is it <laughs> nice see this is what i mean by like there are some that i could tell you right off the bat i know what pokemon they are because i've played games with them and then there are others where i didn't play that generator i don't know what the fuck that yeah and i don't don't even remember what it was so so and then i was like well cool i now i want to go fight i want to level these things up and i want to go do the story because i want to fight tougher monsters yeah and then all of a sudden boom roadblock like i don't want to level these guys up anymore because now i got to go fill out my stupid pokedex so my time was like 75 percent creeping through the bushes capturing pokemon observing pokemon and trying to get them leveled up and evolved and all that kind of stuff yeah and then the other 25 percent was me doing the story and it just became such a slog yeah you know no this I, i will agree with you this game is not a story heavy game no it is more about the capture and collection of pokemon because i like i can tell you before i even left the first area i had six stars Mm. six out of the ten because i was okay with with the oh here's a group of ponyta Mm -hmm. capture 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 okay um i need to defeat uh 20 of these ponyta right yeah but i have this other pokemon that like and there's one one of these things is like the if you look at the achievements on the pokedex for each one of for each pokemon there's some have like four others have like eight different things that you can do Mm. 
what happens is they want you to get to a research level of 10. So you complete individual achievements, right? And there's milestones. So like him talking about capturing 25 star leads. It starts off with like capture one, capture five, capture 10, capture 15, capture 25. And every time you do that, it gives you points to level up your research Mm -hmm. for that Pokemon, right? Once the Pokemon's research level 10, then it's considered completed. But there's still a bunch of shit that you can do. And if you've completed it entirely, it's considered perfect, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm a completionist. So even though it says completed, it's not. No. So I perfected that, right? But the thing with that was I started learning that you could double and triple some of these achievements up. Oh, yeah. Right? So, like, um, Warmble, I think, is the little caterpillar thing that wanders around there. Sure. And it was like you need to defeat 40 of them. And you need to defeat 20 of them with a fire-type move. Well, Ponyta had an achievement for using, um, like, Fireball or whatever. I can't remember the move. I'm sorry. I'm... I'm not a I'm not a super Pokemon expert. I just I know Pokemon. All right, give me a break here. <laughs> um, so like you would go and fight them with Ponyta, and you're 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 knocking out three achievements. Oh yeah, in one little progression, right? Mm. And then you go and turn all of that in, and that gives you the experience that you need to get your star rating. So I was able to bump up my star rating pretty quick. And I found out later, you only need like six stars to beat through the whole storyline of the game. And I was like, well, fuck, in my first five hours, I have six stars. So you could, in a sense, you could do that initial grind of just focus on a handful of Pokemon, bust out their entire Pokedex to make them perfect. Mm. And by the time you're done with that, you can just go play through the rest of the storyline, beat the rest of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but it doesn't emphasize that. It, it's just kind of one of those, like it gives you a mission and it says, well, this is what we need you to do. We need you to go check out this noble Pokemon that's been like supercharged and rampaging. <laughs> oh my God. The first one of those was such a joke. Uh yeah. Yeah. They they all kind of are. Well, no, well, what I mean by that is like, so basically they're like, hey, you go to this specific area, this big yellow lightning emblazoned noble Pokemon is gonna show up, and you have to throw pouches of balm at it to get it to a point where it calms down enough then you can fight it so then you fight it to get it back into a state where you can throw more bombs at it and that's b-a-l-m-s because you're trying to heal it and the entire time i was just laughing because i had trapped the guy behind a tree so he couldn't hit me and i was just throwing the balls the bombs around the tree at him yeah like i only had to fight him twice because i was just like chuck 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 because you have infinite it just was like i had to keep telling myself it's a game for kids. Yep. You know, like, and that's the big thing. It's a game for kids. Right. And it's, it's designed exactly as such. Would I recommend a 40 year old man who's never played Pokemon to go and play this game? Fuck no. No. <laughs> Fuck no. Even if you're a completionist, this is not going to scratch that itch. No. Well, for me, it did. 
I like it. I I, I enjoy the game because of because of that. Because I like it, to me, it is mindless. I get to go into this world. I get to creep around the bushes, and I get to throw pokeballs at these Pokemon and capture them, and then battle them, and like. I'm I'm unlocking each little achievement with it, you know, mm-hmm. and now, I like that. Now, were you throwing your pokeballs at them, or were you throwing your heavy balls at them? I was throwing my ultra balls. <laughs> ultra balls. <laughs> this when I unlocked heavy balls, I'm or like, my are they kid- balls? No, I was like, are you kidding me? Nope. Heavy balls, feather balls. No, stop it. That's just, you're taking the piss of it right Sky here. Sky balls. No, I was like, this is ridiculous. And speaking of other things that I found ridiculous, did you notice any of the the graphical issues? The fact that there's like a white haze around the main character like 98% of the time? Yeah. Yeah? Did did that bother you at all? Nope. Oh my gosh. Okay. Did it bother you that when you are fight when your Pokémon are fighting, you as the character just can run around in circles and like like it's it's like Nope, didn't bother me at all because you know the purpose for that. Why? For you to run away. Well, no, I mean, I understand. I understood. I understood. Even though there's a runaway option. Nope, you can physically run away and get far enough from the battle that it disengages the battle, and that that actually helps. I never used the runaway option because if you use the runaway option, you're still standing right there next to this Pokemon that mm. can attack you, and that's the thing is. I've never been knocked unconscious in that game. Just hasn't happened mm. because I, I've even fought Pokemon that are like, I, I'm, you know, I've got Pokemon that are like level 20 and this, I come across this because there's alpha Pokemon, yeah, which are bigger, stronger versions of the normal Pokemon. They've got red eyes. They've got you, red eyes. You know, they mean business. The size doesn't, doesn't you know, trigger that or anything. No. Some of these are like way Massive. fucking bigger. Yeah. Um, but like the red eyes, it's the red eyes yeah. that did it. No. Um, uh, so like I was fighting a Raichu and I, I went to capture it and I threw it and, you know, it broke out of my Pokeball. I was like, Oh fuck. And then it started attacking me. So I threw out my Pokemon to kind of like attack it. And I was like, I'll wear it down and then I'll, I'll capture it. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm level 23 and this thing's level 50. Mm. Uh, Time to go. Nope. Yeah. And I did not use the runaway option in the thing because if I did, he just completes his attack. And instead of attacking my Pokemon, he attacks me. So you just booked it? I just booked it. Yeah. And so like I appreciated the fact that I still had free movement. Like I wasn't stuck static behind it. My Pokemon, you to, know, to me, it felt like the it, like there was no emphasis on the battle. Like if I'm allowed to just run around while the action is all happening behind me and I'm just selecting commands like it just it just took some of the uh, involvement away from it Fair for enough. me, you know? Yeah. But like I didn't do that very often. Like if I got into a Pokeball Pokemon battle, I was in the Pokemon battle, you know? <laughs> if I got into a Pokeball, I was like, get me out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so tiny. Um, but like it was only if I had to run away that I actually then move my character. Yeah. Because again, I'm I'm also kind of used to you go into a Pokeball Pokemon battle and it's you're you're stuck. You're static. Yeah. You know? So it was not a, a thing that I was like, oh, I can move around during this. I, it's not something that I thought of. So, no, that's not something that really bothered me all that much because it wasn't I, – I didn't do it. Yeah. You know? 
and I only used it to run the fuck away, <laughs> which I did often. Um, cause yeah, cause there's like some of them where it's like capture 15 of them unseen. Mm-hmm. So you're catching them by surprise and everything like that. Um, but like there was also other things that I found very unique and awesome about it. Yeah. Right. So like there's some Pokemon, if they, ca- if they see you, right. They'll like, they'll spook and they'll run away. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Fine. Bye. See you. <laughs> But then there are others that, like, if they see you, they're intrigued by you, and they'll run up, and they'll, like, stand right in front of you. And if you go to move around them, they'll run again and stand right in front of you. And if you throw your Pokeball at them, it's an insta-catch. They wanted you to catch them. You know, like, they like you, so they wanted you to catch them. And I was like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of cool. It gives them, like little personalities you know it's not all about like oh shit i'm a wild animal and i'm gonna run the fuck away <laughs> like spooked run <laughs> you know it, it like this one is like i want to be domesticated yeah and it was it, it's interesting you know like there's a there's a pokemon called mr mine yeah and he does this move called uh reflect right and i hate that fucker i hate that fucker so bad i was trying to catch these other little like slug pokemon and he happened to see me and I didn't realize it because my camera's pointed one way and he's behind me and he sees me. Right. Mm. So he literally runs around in front of me and casts reflect. And I was like, All right, I, don't know. I throw it at him and it hits the thing and just bounces off. <laughs> and I was like, are you shitting me? So I go to move around him and I go to throw another ball at this slug and he jumps right in front of me and casts reflect real fast and it just fucking bounces off. And I'm like, are you fucking (laughs) shitting me right now? (laughs) Like I was getting so frustrated with this thing, but at the same time, I'm like, that's different. Yeah. That's unique. Like that, that adds a thing to this game that yes, it's frustrating the crap out of me right now because I'm not like, I'm not trying to do this, Mm. but just thinking about it, like, holy crap that's different yeah like and i appreciated it after you know when i actually had time to cool off and like think about it because in the moment i was like this is not what i want to go the (laughs) fuck away and like i i ended up battling him to kill him so that i could then continue fucking catching pokemon yeah it was like you dick because he followed me for quite a while down this little beach and i was like you son of a mother (laughs) like i was i was so frustrated by it but as i thought about it after i was like you know that's kind of a cool little thing like that's a that's a neat little design thing that they put in there you know it's not something that you necessarily think about right and they threw it in that's cool so i don't know it's very much a collection game it is but there's beauty in it like I don't think the world was ugly. I like. I, I don't know how many biomes did you go to. A, a good amount. So I think there's like five overall. Yeah. And I I I haven't even beat the game. I'm I'll be dead honest. Like I I haven't progressed far enough through the storyline to beat the game because I'm enjoying just traveling around, seeing where different Pokemon are, what they're doing, throwing, and catching them, and battling them, and everything like that. So I I'm I'm at three of like the five. And I'm I'm still enjoying it. I'm still having fun. It's not, I was playing it hardcore at first. And a part of that was because there was nothing else to play. No. 
but like I've had other games pop up. So it is one of those, like if I'm just like, I don't have the mental capacity to focus on a bigger game. Mm. I'm going to play this. I'm just, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to zone out. Cause to me, that's what it is. It's, it's zoning out. It is mindless. I'm, I'm not having to do any hard kind of labor in my mindset. It's, I'm going to focus on these six Pokemon and complete them out today. Okay. And then just start taking off things. Yeah. It's monotonous. That's the word that I'm looking for. <laughs> it is monotonous work. It really is. No, it absolutely is. But I like it. Yeah. And so and, and it takes a certain kind, I think. I really do. I Because I'm reading, like, I did not dump in 100 hours in that first area. No, I couldn't. There's God, no way. No, God, like, no. I'm like, oh, no. No. But I did like one of the other things that I appreciate. I've been playing Pokemon for roughly 25 years. Mm. You know, like shiny Pokemon came out, which you know what shiny. Yeah. Are, right. Yeah. Okay. And I've never caught one naturally. Never once. Now, one, this game has a quest to catch one. Your your favorite little ponytail. Mm-hmm. There's there's a shiny version of it. And there's a quest to catch a shiny version of it. And it's an auto catch. You You automatically get it. Right. Which I like. I do like the shiny version of Ponyta because his flames, instead of being red, are blue. Yeah. And then when he evolves into Rapidash, they're more violet in color. So I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? What? I have a blue one back like at home base in my barn. Yeah. I'm I'm not using it. I was like, oh, that's cool. That one's got blue on it. And I just threw it in there and I didn't do anything with it. Did you, did you do it through the quest or did you catch it naturally? Uh, pretty sure I caught it naturally. Okay. That's one of the things that I love. See, see, this is the difference, right? You probably would have been super geeked out. Oh, yeah. I was just like, nerd. oh, I got a blue one. <laughs> I got a blue yeah. flamey one. That's cool. Blue flamey one. Yeah. I don't know what this means. It's shiny. But that's where like in other Pokemon games, getting a shiny Pokemon mm-hmm. is super fucking hard. Yeah. Super hard. And this one, I like the odds haven't really changed all that much from everything that I've read, but I feel like it's easier. So in this one, I have caught naturally my first shiny Pokemon. And I'm not talking about the, the Ponyta because the Ponyta is, if you do it through the quest chain, mm-hmm. it's an auto catch. It o- always shows up. Everybody can get it type deal, which is awesome. Great. Everybody gets a shiny. <laughs> Woo. Um, but this one was, I there's... Um, an event that happens that is like a zone of time energy. That's just really weird. I can't remember what they're called, mm-hmm. but if you go into them, Pokemon that aren't native to that na- area will spawn mm. and they start attacking you and it gives you a chance to get Pokemon that otherwise you couldn't get. Right. So you kind of have to experience these little zones. And one of the Pokemon in these zones is a uh, Pokemon called Sneasel stupid name but uh <clears throat> normally they're like bluish black and I'm, I'm running through and i'm capturing them and i'm trying to fill out the thing and then all of a sudden this pink one pops up and i'm like holy shit because that's that's a shiny and i've never like never had a shiny pokemon mm-hmm. so i caught it and i was like oh my god hun i i got my first shiny pokemon too bad it's shitty sneasel but i got i got like i got my first shiny pokemon this is awesome i fucking love this like, and so then I started looking into it and I was like, 
I like this game for the the reason that shiny Pokemon are easier to come across and capture in this game yeah. than any other game. And it just makes you feel a little bit better. Like, ha, I got a shiny. Yay. Because there are people that like the still sword and shield, which is one of the generations of this game, right? They're playing sword and shield and they're still trying to complete their shiny Pokedex. So they're they're they it's egg farming. You drop off two Pokemon into a daycare center mm-hmm. and after spending some time there, the center will notice like, oh, they left an egg behind and they give you the egg and you walk around with it for so long and then the egg hatches and it's like a baby, you know, Pokemon type deal. But they do that because that gives them better odds of trying to find shinies. Mm. So that is how they like shiny hunt is they just hatch a shit ton of eggs. Always. They're just constantly hatching eggs. Right. Mm -hmm. And in the hopes that they get a shiny, that's it. That's all. That's that's how most of them do it. And I'm like, that's, that's insane. That's crazy. The people spend years doing this shit. So in this game to come across them more frequently than that, Mm -hmm. that's kind of cool. I like that. It was fun. Like it's enjoyable. I, I, I found it very soothing (laughs) to just, I'm going to go into this biome and fucking just catch Pokemon. (laughs) Like who gives a shit? Come here. Magic card. Oh God. I got one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get a gold one? No. There's... That's the shiny version. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, so just, I guess, a couple little housekeeping things. So the first thing is that there is a little bit of a character creation. You can, you've got, like, four different... Uh, Six. Four, there's four of each. There's four of each. There's there's four 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 boys and four female. I thought it was six of each. Different. No, I thought it was only four of each. Yeah, you might be right. I might be wrong. Uh, um, all or vice versa. Yeah, different mm-hmm. hair. You know, like they're just, and hair. they're just, yeah hair and eye color and stuff like that. Gender, and the, well, the eye color you can change afterwards. You come yeah. on like contact lenses. Or I was gonna say, yeah, you can. You start off with like your normal clothes, then you get special clothes because when you join the exploration team, and then you can go to a store and you can buy that kind of. You could. You can go to a store and buy uh, other, you know, clothes clothing you can put on and stuff like that. Same with the hair. You yeah. can go to a a, a salon a and like whatever and get different haircuts. And yeah, they they are cosmetic. One of the big things that I would do in this game if you do play it, upgrade the shit out of your satchel. Yeah, just and I, I've literally, I've not bought any clothes. I've not bought any haircuts. I'm, I'm running around with just the generic shit, right? Yeah, because all my money goes towards the satchel. No, and then that is useful because yeah, you end up carrying so much stuff. Now uh, there is a stash that you can put stuff in that you don't readily need because you can craft. This is the other thing, and I did think this was cool. You can craft pokeballs. Yep, and you can, you know, you can either craft them with the materials you have on hand in the field. Or if you go to, and they're not that far, like they're not super out of the no. way. You can go to little base camps. They put camps. a couple of the base camps throughout each of the biomes. Yeah. And you can go to a base camp and you can use the bench there, which has access to your stash. So you can, you know, like have a bunch of stuff on you. And then if you're running low, you can go back to your stash and use the workbench to do that. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you get a mount and you, you, it helps with fast traveling. You get a couple of different ones. 
So like you start off with like it's like a reindeer looking thing. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Uh, wine deer. Sure. It, it's it, to my understanding, it's a new evolution of mm. the the reindeer. I'm like, okay, I I don't know. I again, I could probably it's in, it's in one of those generations that I didn't play. Yeah, I was gonna say, how many Pokemon are there right now? Eight hundred something. Okay, I can I can probably name maybe ten if I really try. I'm about three hundred. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like there's yeah I'm like so you just you're saying things like Sneasel. Yep. And I'm okay. I'll just believe you. I'm 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 envisioning like a small brown circle with black eyes and a big giant pink nose with two big like black nostrils and it just sneezes on stuff. And that's something else that bothers me about this game <laughs> as pretty much a newcomer. They don't do a very good job about telling you which types are good against which other types. So they do in other games, but they do yes. not in this one. I like I two, will give you that. two big middle fingers for not having just a reference card to be like fire is good against this and water is good against this and electricity is good against this. And well, I'm, I'm going to give you, some shit because what? some of them are pretty basic like fire is good against grass grass is good against water water is good against fire electric is good against water yes but why are there two that are good against water uh there's two that are basically good against everybody and why is there why is there a blue guy that is that's Sneasel. that is not what i pictured nope <laughs> that's not what i pictured at all um yeah so like it just it, that was super it gets even more complicated when you have like they start dueling right yeah so like you have flying fire and everything so like it, it can add to that but they did not do a good job of explaining the combat types in my opinion mm. like they, they didn't they did not go hey oh yeah don't fight a water pokemon with a rock pokemon that, yeah like Fuck them up. Yeah. It took me forever to understand that they at least had the courtesy to give you little icons next to your ability, your Pokemon abilities to tell you whether it's going to be not effective, useless, no change. It's going to be normal or it's going to be super effective. Like it took me a while to understand what those icons meant because at first I just saw them and I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. They're just icons. I don't get it. And then I finally was like, Oh, now I get it. They're helpful icons. They are. <laughs> yeah. So they, they at least do that. But the problem with that is that like, because I don't know exactly what I was doing, I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to pick this one. I'm going to go against this one. And Oh, look, none of my attacks are going to work. Now I got to switch out my Pokemon. Yeah. And sometimes it's fine. And sometimes they get a hit because again, there's all of this background computations going on about speeds and agility and that kind of stuff. And like, none of it is like, like present there's a there's an action bar that tells you whose turn is going to be next but i didn't like it didn't seem like it like was showing the information when i wanted to change my pokemon but maybe i missed it i don't know i just got to a point where i was like i'm hunting i didn't never use the bar i hit it oh yeah okay see because to me that like again this it's they did a weird weird thing with this Every other generation of Pokemon games, up to Sword and Shield, right? They treated you like you have never played a Pokemon game in your life, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. But this game, I felt like this game did rely a little bit more on, well, you've played a Pokemon game, right? Yeah. So you get this. (laughs) And if you haven't, 
there's a lot of stuff like that. So like this is a, it's 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 interesting to hear this kind of stuff because I'm like, oh yeah, that's totally normal. That's perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. Like I totally I get what you're saying, but that's how a Pokemon game plays. You know, and I hate that being the answer mm-hmm. because realistically it's they didn't explain it, right? Yeah. They didn't take the time to. They were assuming you've played a Pokemon game, right? And that was it. Yeah. Like, and that's where I, I do think they failed. It's, yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I would have liked a lot more story and a lot less Pokedex. Like, I wouldn't have minded if it was like. Oh, I'm happy with the Pokedex. I I'm know. happy with no story. <sighs> like, I don't give a fuck about this story. I, yeah. It is one of the few games where I am not like, I'm driven by the story. Yeah. It's one of those where I'm like. This game has a story? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I always want to go out and fight my 24th Sneasel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, because I, to me, that's, again, this it's that mindlessness. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be burdened by, oh, this is the story. This is what I have to do. This is what I've got to get. Mm, I wanted. No, thank here, you. Right? Isn't the idea behind these games that you're like the Pokemon master? Yeah, but not this one. Well, and I was kind of, well, that was just it. I wanted that game in, a, in an open world. So it, here, here's, here's what I think I'm going to pr- propose to you, right? Uh, Violet and Scarlet come out later this year, mm. right? And with that in mind, I don't, like, I don't foresee you buying them, and I don't want you to. I don't want you to waste your money. Thank you. But I am. Yes. Right? I already told my wife I get Violet. And... Um. So, like, I uh, I'll play it, but then I'll let you borrow it, and like because I think that one's gonna be more in tune with what you're looking at. I think they're gonna incorporate the storylines and the way that the previous Pokemon games were mm. with with the open worldness of this game. I think this game, again, it was just like their beta test of will our fans receive this well? And they have. Most fans have. Mm -hmm. So now that they have, okay, we're going to give you this one where it's a combination of the two. And I think that's more of what you're looking for. You want the storyline from the like the traditional Pokemon games, which is far better, far better. Like I played Pokemon XY and I cried. Because the storyline to it was emotional mm. and it was good. That's what I want. And, but I wanted this world in that type of a game. Yes. And I think that's what Scarlet and Violet are going to be. Okay. So, I will I will hold out to hear your recommendation on yeah, it. Yeah. I'll play it. And if it's not, then I'll be like, no, dude, you, <laughs> you don't want to play this. Don't waste your time. But if it is, I'll be like, you got to play this. Here you go. Yeah. Borrow it. Play it. Let me know, okay. you know, because I, th- I think that's where the mix up is. I, to me, yes, if it had more storyline, I'm not going to bitch about it, but because the storyline is so background in it, mm-hmm. I, I forget about it most of the time and I'm okay with that. It's not what I was looking for from this game. Yeah. And, and I think really, you know, now that we're wrapping this up, like that's what it is. I wanted a story driven game in an open Pokemon world. What we got was a not so story driven go around the world and complete a Pokedex and just relax and, and have at it. Yeah. And, and it, it wasn't what I wanted. So I, 
didn't enjoy my time with it. And it's yeah. exactly what you were hoping it would be. Yep. And, and I loved it. And you love it. So I loved it. Oh yeah. The completionist completionist in me. Yeah. <laughs> I had to change my pants a couple of times. <laughs> like, cause it, it is, it, it's that every time I like go through my Pokédex or turn, cause like after you go out into the wild in order to go back to the village, you have to go back to the professor and he's like, Oh, let's see what you've done. And he marks off your, like, t- counts how many Pokemon you've caught, give you experience, gives you money, and then shows you your Pokedex, right? Mm-hmm. And I would go through my Pokedex of that and be like, yeah, I just, like, perfect, perfect, yeah. perfect, mm-hmm. perfect, perfect, perfect. Like, yeah, this makes me so happy. <laughs> like, this is so amazing. Yeah, I- I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> like... <laughs> And that, but that was it though. That that's where I was like, this is amazing for me. Yeah. So, so well, all right. There you have it, you guys. Two vastly different opinions once again on the show. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, go to our Facebook page. Let us know what you thought about it. What uh, your favorite Pokemon is? Um, what this new Windier is from or whatever. Lay yeah, some yeah. of your Pokey knowledge on us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, also, we've got the Podbean site you can go there comment on those we'll talk back to you there as well uh the patreon uh, we always uh, appreciate every donation that we get it really helps us keep doing what we're doing and um yeah so thank you all so much for listening i'm chris i'm caleb and until next time game game on. on Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required for you to no part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from No Tokens Required. 